the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson, the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast of the pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Brothers and sisters, it's really true. God Almighty desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree, to pay sins dead in full for you and me, and make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is there, most Christians don't have it, and even seem to not care. They don't even try to have an intimate relationship with God. And if they do want to, they don't know how to. The Bible lays out for us proven pathways that we can take to increase the intimacy of our relationship with God. All of us who are children of God should want to know what those pathways are so that we can do what we need to do to have and enjoy increased intimacy with the God who loves me and you. Then we can reap all the benefits of having an intimate relationship with God. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. Minds includes everything that they possess. Everything they possess. That includes wisdom, knowledge, understanding, Clarity, expertise, know-how, they'll show you how to be able to do every single thing that you need to know. That's what he said, come unto me and learn of me. Learn of who? Now, 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 Paul understood this because Paul was trained by Jesus. Trained by Jesus. He said, I was not taught by man, I was taught by God. Jesus taught him. Let's see one of the things he learned. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. See, in order to be the type of sons that Jesus was, that Jesus was, in order to be the type of son that Jesus was, we're instructed by God to learn to be followers of Jesus. That's why he said, come unto me and learn of me so that we can become followers of Jesus. That word followers right there translates imitators. It's an imitator. See, imitators do what they see others do. Imitators do what they see others do. And he wants us to imitate him. Do what we see him do. Because see, we don't know how to be close sons. He is a close son. We don't know how to get to the father. He said, nobody knows the father but me. I know how to, I know who he is. I know how to get you there. So come, yoke yourself with me. Let me teach you and then follow me and do what I say do. Imitate everything that I show you. That, 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 that word signifies, that word Uh, followers, it signifies assuming their gate, assuming their gate, not G-A-T-E, G-A-I-T, 
Assume their gait, which means walk like the person who is being imitated. We're supposed to walk like the person that's being imitated, which means however they walking, we're supposed to walk. Whatever direction they walk is the direction that we walk. At whatever pace they walk is what we walk because we assume their gait. It also means assume, uh, 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 signifies assuming their mode of speech, assuming their mode of speech, which means talk like the person who is being imitated, which means that the one we imitate, we talk like them. We don't just walk like them. We talk like them. And we also assume their accent, assume their accent, which means talk with the same flavor as the person who's being imitated. Are you listening to me up in here? We talk with the same flavor. Praise God, because that's when you imitate. Praise God. And you walk with the same carriage. Walk with the same carriage. I ain't talking about horse in carriage. I'm talking about carriage where, where we have the same demeanor as the person who we're being imitated. We're supposed to have the same demeanor. So if he's fired up to do it, then we need to become fired up to do it. If he's ice cold to, do, to something, we're supposed to be ice cold to that same something because we imitate them. See, this word, this is the same word from which we get our word mimic. It's the same Greek word that we get our word mimic from. The word mimic means to copy closely in action, speech, etc., etc., etc. It means to copy closely in action. Speech, etc., etc., etc. On essence, whatever it is that you see them do, that's what you copy as a mimic. So, although being a mimic is usually done lightheartedly in jest or in fun or for fun, in our case, this ain't no joke. Because you practice it as a child, you already know how to mimic. Remember how you mimic your, your brother, your sister, cousin, somebody irritate the the bugsies out of them. You just irritate them, but imitate. They say stop. You say stop. They say don't do that. What'd you say? Mama, Mama. Stop. stop. No, I'm for real. Stop. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Because <laughs> that's what you was doing back there, irritating them. You starting to irritate me too. Praise God. <laughs> but it's the mimic. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now we used to do that and get a kick out of it. Just laugh on with that. That was the funniest thing. Jesus saying, "Baby, I want you to imitate me." And I'm going to yoke you right next to me and teach you what to imitate. I'm going to teach you what to mimic. So you don't have to try to figure out what to mimic. You don't have to be trying to work it out and figure it out and all that kind of stuff. No, no, just yoke up with me and just do what I do. Yoke up with me and do what I do. See, the idea that's being put forth here is that we are not stopped short as merely being friends of God or numbered amongst those who are called his, but we should imitate him in who he is, how he does what he does and in what he does that we should not stop short. See, a lot of us stop short with just having our name on the roll. We Christians. That's what we call ourselves. But in actuality, we don't meet up to that because Christians is talking about Christians, which makes us little Christ, which means we act like him, talk like him, walk like him, act like him. And see, a lot of us, we just, we, we either speaking in faith or speaking in fake. We're doing one or the other. Praise God. But God wants us to be like Jesus. He wants us to act like Jesus. We want us to do what Jesus did. Praise God. I mean, the stuff that we're supposed to be able to imitate. You know, there's some stuff we're supposed to imitate. Don't go look for a cross or nothing to be like attaching yourself to. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That, no, not that much. Praise God. We don't have to imitate that much. Praise God. That's why he tells us how to do it. He said, therefore, be followers of God as dear children. 
This is to be done as dear children. The little, the literal Greek says as children, beloved, as children, beloved. Now, remember, 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 God called Jesus my beloved son back there in Matthew chapter three. We read it. We read it. He called him my beloved son. Remember, we learned that that word beloved means dear. It means dear. This is my dear son. Therefore, if we imitate him as dear children, we will become beloved sons just like Jesus is a beloved son. If we imitate him as dear children, I like that phrase as dear children, which means just like a beloved child seeks to do like and be like their parents. So are we who are followers of Jesus supposed to imitate with him. Imitate him. Just like those of us who were beloved children sought to do and be like our parents. So we who are followers of Jesus are supposed to imitate him because it is, it is, a, it is children's natural inclination to imitate their parents. It is children's natural inclination to imitate their parents. They have to grow older and, and dumber in order to stop doing so. I'm just teaching real good right now. Praise God. Because when we was young, we was trying to be like them. It's not until we got older that Satan convinced us to get our own identity. Yes, I am. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But when we, when we was little heads, we shall try. I know I did. Praise God. Maybe I can speak for myself. Praise God. I remember, I remember, I remember. My father, praise God. You know, some folks that look like him. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But anyway, my father, praise God. I remember when I was growing up, blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, praise God, whatever it is that he, he, would, he would wear, I would want to wear something like that. Praise God. That's why I learned to wear suits. My father was a suit wearer when he wasn't in the factory. Praise God. When he wasn't in the factory, he'd get ready to go someplace. He'd get decked. The brother would be sharp. He'd be, he'd be like, like sporting. Praise God. And I'd be like, that's what I'm talking about. So that's what I learned. So as a little head, I used to wear suits. I'd wear suits to elementary school. Praise God. I'm telling you the truth. I'd wear a suit to elementary school. Praise God. Because I'm like my father. Praise God. He wears suit. I wear a suit. Praise God. Hallelujah. He wear dobs, I sport dobs. He had, he had sweet dobs. Now, I ain't wear just like him, though, because he had his, like, rolled up on, you know, he's like up, you know, it was like, you know, up. You know what I'm talking about, brim up. I had to break mine down. Come on now. East side. You know, I had to, like, cock it to the side. And he come tell me, boy, don't wear it like that. Wear it like this. And I'd be like, yes, sir, till he turn his head. Then i break it back down this time. <laughs> but at least I had the dobs, praise God. Amen. I sport the dobs, praise God, too. And, 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 and before I could start getting my own, I'd wear his. I'd wait till he wasn't there, though. You know, I'd wait till he wasn't there. Then I'd go put on his suit coat, hanging all along and stuff like that, praise God. I'd go climb up and get a chair and climb up in the top where he had his dobs and stuff. They had them in boxes, hat boxes. Y'all remember hat boxes? Had them in hat boxes. I'd break the hat box down, praise God. And in the same closet that he had it uh, was, was a mirror as soon as you close the door. And I'd put it all on and I'd break it out. I'd have his big old shoes on and stuff like that. And I'd be like walking like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like sporting it and looking at it until I hit a car pull up and I went, you know, and then, and then he just, <laughs> then he get to taking stuff off, putting it back in a hurry. <laughs> Hallelujah. But just try, I was trying to be like him. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I try to be like my father. Praise God. I wanted to be like my father. Praise God. Why? Because I was a child. That's what I knew to do. You know? I tried to be like my mother in some ways. Praise God. And some things she would do. See, I had a father. He wasn't playing that. Are you listening to me? So, and some things that she would do, like she cooked. Brother loved to eat. Are you listening to me? So I'd be in the kitchen with her, praise God. So I learned how to shake a pot, you know, hook up some stuff, clean greens, you know, stuff like that, you know, make cakes and pies and, 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 and you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner and fry up some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Bake stuff, cook stuff, fricassee stuff, barbecue stuff. 
grill stuff. Praise God. And I learned how to do some stuff. Praise God. Why? Because they was cooks. They, they, they cook up some stuff. So I learned to cook up some stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. I learned how to decorate. My mother was a decorator. I learned how to decorate. Praise God. In order to be able to make stuff look all sweet. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Praise God. I knew how to do it. Praise God. Because I learned how to do it. The point I'm trying to raise is that the things that they did, you learned to do. If I go back in time, you know, if, if, if your father was a baker, you learned to bake. And you would carry on the business that he started. You know? Because it was designed that the person, the next generation was supposed to carry on after the other. That's why they were born to that generation. It's a deep concept. I ain't got time to get into that. We all confused now doing all kind of crazy stuff. Now we're passing on how to, how to work for the man to, to our next generation. Praise God. And rather than how to be the man, we're teaching them how to work for the man. Praise God. But that's another teaching altogether. I ain't got time to go into that. point I'm raising is that it's a child's natural inclination to be able to imitate their, their, their parents. If you was prejudiced, your kids learn prejudice. That's right. If you was ignorant, your kids learn to be ignorant. Amen. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> and if you was a nice person that learned, that know how to be kind to people, your parents, your children learn how to be kind to people. If you were sociable, your kids were sociable. Praise God. Because they learned it from their parents. Does that make sense? Well, that's why God say, as dear children, I want you to be able to do this because this is your natural inclination. You already have the ability to do it. I'm just going to show you what to do. You already had ability to do it. Because you've been imitating the movie stars you watched. You was watching, you was, you was imitating the, 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 the singers you was listening to. Hey Amen. You didn't, didn't no brother think to put no earring in his ear? Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. Until you saw somebody else and then you got a desire to do it. Does that make sense? I ain't speaking against it presently. I'm just, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is that. That's not what I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that you didn't, you got that from somebody. You learned that from somebody. Does that make sense? That's why he said, no, come learn of me now. Come learn of me. I'm going to teach you something. I lost people on that one. Praise God. (laughs) It's a child's natural inclination to imitate their parents. In fact, it is their constant aim to learn of them and to learn from them. And then copied them in all things. Pick up a baby. Baby, I'll look you right in your face. And when you talk, they're looking, heads turning while you're talking. And they're looking like, how you form that? How you say that? And then they try it. They get to making faces and say, why? Because they are learning from you. They are in constant learning mode. And God says, now I need you to be in constant learning mode. Because I'm going to yoke you with me. So I need you to learn what to do and how to conduct yourself. Whatever they see the parent do, that's what they're going to attempt to do. Whatever they hear their parents say, that's what they're going to endeavor, endeavor to copy and imitate. Therefore, the meaning and application of this uh, phrase is as dear children, it's just as those children which are beloved follow after the example of a natural father in the same way we who are beloved of God, or at least desire to be beloved of God, should follow Jesus' example the same way. He wants us to follow Jesus' example the same way. See, we're to follow Jesus' example because he was God's provided example to mankind of how to be a beloved, close, and intimate kind of son. He was the example. It's one of the reasons why it's included in Scripture what happened because he wanted you to see what happened. He wants you to understand exactly what was happening so that you can be able to follow suit and do the same thing. Since Jesus was a beloved of the Father, then if we imitate him, we too will be beloved of the Father. Since Jesus was a close son, 
to the father, then if we imitate him, then we too are going to be close sons to the father. And since Jesus was uh, uh, the perfect son, then we get a chance to be that perfect son too. God blessed us with a perfect example of intimacy with the father in the person of Jesus Christ. And since Jesus Christ is the perfect example, then we should make it a, a point to strive to be as, to, as closely as we, as we possibly can, perfectly imitate everything that it is that we see our perfect example do. To the best of our natural ability, as much as it is humanly possible, we ought to imitate him. Turn to John chapter 13. We're almost through for the day. We ought to imitate him. St. John chapter 13. Because God gave him as an example, baby. Then we ought to let him be that. St. John chapter 13. Start reading at verse 15. He was trying to teach his disciples something right here. He said, for I have given you all, I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. I've given you an example that you may do as I have done unto you. That word example right there means an exhibit for imitation or warning. An exhibit for imitation or warning. In this case, he's not talking about a warning. In this case, he's talking about an exhibit for imitation, which means the same thing you see me do, you do. That's why it also translates a pattern, a pattern. He said, I'm giving you a pattern to follow, a pattern. A pattern is a plan or diagram used as a guide in making something. It's a plan or a diagram used as a guide in making something. I remember, I remember, I remember when my mother used to make clothes, praise God. And she'd go to the, to, to, to the millinery. And she'd go there and she and she'd go get her some 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 yeah, I don't know all this stuff. And then she'd go and get her some stuff. Praise God. Go get her some fabric and stuff like that. Praise God. And she that's what she taught me fabrics, praise God. She told me, say, let me come here, boy. And she'd teach me the difference between cheap fabrics and good fabrics and stuff like that. She teach me the difference between quality fabrics that's gonna last for years and years, and the ones that look good today cost a lot today, but they're gonna be gone tomorrow. She taught me about that. She was teaching me those things. Praise God. Told me what weight to wear at what time and what breathes, what doesn't breathe, and all that other kind of stuff. She, and so she taught me all that. But anyway, she, and also we would go in there and get what was called patterns. Some of y'all that used to make clothes know what I'm talking about, or your mama used to make them. You know what I'm talking about. Patterns. McCall, Butterick, Vogue, you know, all those and stuff like that. And go, and go, and, and, you know, y'all remember those? Praise God. Amen. And, and, and get the patterns. And so she would go get the patterns, and then she'd cut them out. Praise God. Because they had a little dotted lines and all these other crisscross lines. And she'd cut them out, and then she spread the fabric out. Praise God. And then she would pin the the, uh, the, the pattern on there, praise God. Why? So she know exactly what to cut, praise God. Because so that all the pieces would be just the way they're supposed to be. All she had to do was follow the pattern. And, and then the arm would be the right shape. The leg would be the right shape. The back would be the right shape. The torso would be the right shape. Everything would be, the collar would be the right shape. You won't be walking around with one collar down here, one collar down up here and stuff like that. All of it, cause all of it be the, the right shape because you'd be all obtuse because you, you, know, you can't really judge it. But like a pattern is what you needed to follow. Well, Jesus is the pattern that shows you exactly what to ex- include, exactly what to exclude. It's already been worked out for you. See, what a pattern has already been worked out for you. If you follow the pattern, do what the pattern says, you're going to have this outfit. If you follow the pattern, do this pattern, you're going to have this outfit. You don't follow this pattern, I don't know what you're going to have. Praise God. But you ain't going to have this outfit right here. Amen. That's why the word pattern also means a standard way of moving and acting, etc., etc. It's a standard way of moving and acting. God wants to give you a standard way. Praise God. Anything else is substandard. He wants to give you a standard way of acting. Anything else is substandard. What do you mean? If you act any other way, 
and, and move any other way and do anything else is substandard. And it will not produce what it is that is after. Because he's the pattern. Who's the pattern? Jesus. Yeah, he's the pattern. Hallelujah. He's the pattern. He said in verse 16, before you start thinking about, well, let me, let me modify it to my own style. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you knew, if you know these things, happy are you if you do them. Which means that it's not enough for you to know what you need to do it. But when you do it, remember, don't try to modify this because you ain't greater than the master. You can't get closer than Jesus did. You can't be a dearer son than he was. You could be less, but you can't be more. Does that make sense? So don't modify it. Praise God. Because you be thinking, I think that's too much material around the edge. No, baby, when you get to tucking and, 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 and get ready to now sew and, and, and hemming and stuff like that, you need that extra material so that you can be able to get that hem nice and straight. After you sew it down, now you cut it. You don't cut it till you sew it down. Does that make sense? And then you don't just sew it down, you surge it in order to be able to seal it all the way around the edges so that it does not fray and come loose later on down the line. I'm telling you, I know that stuff. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know the difference. Praise God. Turn, turn over to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. I'm too big. Hey, man, I know what I'm doing. Baby. Philippians chapter 2. So I know when the tailor did what he's supposed to do. I'll be like, yo man, man, yo, man, come here, come here. This ain't right right here. Oh, it's cool. You know, you, 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 it's okay. No, no, not for my money. I, I got to wear it. Can't be looking like buckwheat wearing no outfit. Praise God. <laughs> he doesn't look right. Philippians chapter 2. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, Paul's trying to teach us some more. He says in verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Of course, he begins to start explaining the mind that was in him, but I want you to get the principle. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus' mindset is also the mindset that we ought to follow in life. It's the mindset we ought to follow in life. That's why I said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That word mind right there, I love it, means to have a sentiment or opinion. To have a sentiment or opinion. That the sentiment that you should have should be the same one that was in Christ Jesus. The opinion you have should be the same one that was in Christ Jesus. Because if you have any other opinion, it's wrong. If you have any other sentiment, it's wrong. If that is in relationship to you attaining and achieving the opportunity to be a close, intimate, and dear son. By implication, it means to be mentally disposed. Hallelujah. To be mentally, it's to be mentally disposed more or less earnestly in a certain direction, which means your mind ought to just be in this direction. It's like train your mind to be in this direction. Because once again, we went years not doing it, so we're going to have to train ourselves to do it. We're going to have to make ourselves do it initially. It might seem cumbersome initially, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to get easier, and it's going to be better, and, it's gonna, and, 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 and after a while, it's going to be like second nature. And then eventually, it'll just become your nature. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. hope that you're seeing that it's true, that God really does want to have a close, intimate relationship with me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what needs to be done, to take advantage of the pathways of increased intimacy with God that the Bible shares with us out there for me and you, so that we can walk through those paths into the awesome opportunity to be in an even closer relationship with God and enjoy the kind of life that can only happen or we're in a more intimate relationship with God. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 
7-8-2-1-3. You'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all of the married people in San Antonio or surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that will help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Later on, VIP transportation services available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one that you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you married people this Friday at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at A Word of Faith Essay. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.